0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. This weekend's UFC 262 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete in a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus. Don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes through the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total fucking prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
0: Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is HABS Nightly, your hub for HABS content. Here for Habs Afternoonly after that fucking 5 p.m. game, last game of the season that no one fucking told me or Corey about. What's uh, fucked Corey- up is I knew it. I knew there was a game today. I didn't realize it started so early. I didn't realize it started at 5. Corey was sleeping. I was playing soccer. So yeah. we missed the first period, which was the action period. But uh, we figured we'd do kind of a wrap up episode today. Pretty fucking brief. We'll do some predictions for the playoffs. But both of us are kind of just very ready to move on on from the regular season and kind of focus on playoffs. So Sunday we'll have a more in-depth conversation about it, but this one is going to be a little shorter so that we can give some better content for the Sunday episode because, you know, we do prioritize those ones. This might be a little bit bullshit. Now that we've got that out of the way in the intro, though, Uh, Let's talk about that game, Uh, but for starters, we'll talk about – how was your nap, bud? Uh,
1: It was something. So, like I said, um, on the Monday's episode, it's been storming. Fucking last night it was coming down sideways. Uh, We got the alarm on our fucking phones, one in Spanish, one in English, uh, telling us there was a fucking tornado warning again. So I had to go outside and try to get my fucking – my – cat not turkey but my cat that's kind of an inside outside cat free range like bubble says um tried to get her the fuck inside she it wasn't happening and in, in doing so i got tremendously wet but the fucking porch cat because we have a new one uh this little porch cat was fucking screaming onto the chair uh so i let her in and she kept me up till probably four o'clock and uh the rain finally let up so it rained for a solid solid three hours uh like and i mean coming down like uh like almost hurricane weather you know not not as much wind but definitely uh one of those rains where you open up all the blinds and just wait for debris to start fucking flying through like uh like when the fucking trampoline went through my yard uh earlier this year but uh you know, fucking rain starts to subside, but now I'm wide awake. I watch my wife go to work at six thirty in the morning. I go to lay down in my bed. I didn't go to sleep till eight. Woke up for nine. Went and ate. Went and eat some uh, some barbecue.
0: But uh, the nap was good. There's, there's nothing worse too than that feeling of like you're laying in bed and you start to hear the birds chirping. And you've realized that you've just <laughs> desperately fucked up, and then to go like to go and eat barbecue <laughs> <laughs> after that—that that like, is just punishing your body so severely. I'm so
1: fucking fat, like that is such a big person. Like a that is so southern. Like just so. Um, sorry for getting too close to my it's in my leg. If it gets super loud for y'all, sorry. But uh, that is so southern American. Yeah, I didn't fucking sleep last night because it stormed. So I took a cat nap and ate uh, two pounds of fucking meat—two uh, pounds of brisket, to be exact, delicious. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So you know, my body caught up to me after I got home, uh, as I laid on the couch and presumed to pass out until the second period.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, what a first period to miss. Hey, Cole Caulfield scores his first five. No, was that his first five-on-five goal?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I think no. it was. I, I it thought, was. I, thought uh, I thought. the third one was the one where everybody was like, look how calm and poised he is. He understands that we're down shittily to Ottawa, and this is not a time for celebration.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. I, either way, it was a nice goal, like just – Beautiful, sniped it right past Mike Smith. Uh Suzuki scored a shorthanded goal in that first period. I don't even know about the Oilers. So I didn't bother to check because I don't I didn't really want to see Primo get dusted or get beat. I'm sorry, but he really didn't. You know, uh maybe,
1: maybe from I didn't really get a chance to see the first, but uh definitely looked like he shook some cobwebs after that uh that that big loss. Uh what was that to Ottawa? No, no, no. Was yeah, he Ottawa. looked
0: a lo- he looked a lot sharper for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Suzuki and Caulfield, they're definitely the story of that game. Uh, Not only did Suzuki score again, but it was assisted by Caulfield. Beautiful goal. Gets his first
1: assist. Love that. Love that he's four goals in and now getting his first
0: assist. On pace for a 33-goal season. (laughs) Uh, Nick, (laughs) Nick Suzuki is on pace for 60 points in a regular year. So the future is looking bright uh the jake evans Armia, jake armia arturi lekinen and byron line sorry evans lucky byron that line looks phenomenal again
1: yeah uh i think who is it mj called it the the bell line and it's kind of picking up
0: yeah Uh, i didn't really like that i think even he said i hopefully there's something better than that
1: (laughs) yeah but uh i guess right now it's just a little easy to, to memorize i guess so it kind of works but uh the night before, well, the game before, uh, that line looked like it, uh, it cryogenically was re, you know, un, it was thawed out from uh, the beginning, the first week of uh, play, it was just brought back to life.
0: What was sorry? You totally lost me there.
1: Lol, such a nerd. Um, I was saying that their their play in the in the previous game when it was just all the fourth line uh was was almost like they they were thawed out like fucking like Austin Powers, right? So they were thawed out to to come back for the last the last two games and they they were playing like we did in the beginning of the season when Lecky and, and uh like that that fourth line was okay, like really okay. like a wrecking ball.
0: Yeah, you just lost me at the cryogenic yeah chamber. I'm but sorry about <laughs> that. Oh uh, no worries. Fucking It's a shit house. Last game of the season episode. We're not going to worry too much about it tonight. Hey man, I mean, if it's not the if 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 anything, kind of
1: uh, (laughs) kind of just like fits well is that the Canadians' last two games uh, are
0: losses in overtime. Losses in overtime. (laughs) We like on. We must be on pace in a regular season to have some sort of record for overtime losses, right?
1: Uh, I'll look it up if, if, if that stat even exists, but I'll, I'll give it – I, I
0: don't know I'll if I'll give a look on the Google. Exists, exists. Oh, my goodness. We are in a state today, ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, the Habs have lost an absurd amount of overtime games. 11 overtime games lost on the year. I think that blows everyone on the season. Yeah, we're way ahead of anyone else. And, you know, I just – it's frustrating. Um, okay, so it does exist. It does Four exist. Four teams
1: are tied for losing the most games in overtime in a season with 18 losses.
0: 18. And this <laughs>
1: this is this is an 82 game season, you know, so it, it's much more probable and it's kind of scary that we got close to it, but uh we got real fucking
0: close to it.
1: Yeah, Nashville, Boston, Detroit and the Devils all all within uh The the bottom three are the 2014 15 season and Nashville with their 15 16 season, which if I'm not mistaken,
0: they're all three on three years, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh no, Nashville played the the next the season after that was the year they went to the Stanley
0: Cup, or at least the finals. You were gonna try and make some sort of connection there. Sure. Who fucking (laughs) who knows, dude? I'm I'm just fucking
1: I'm just cruising today got barely any fuel in this body just fucking getting through it
0: yeah definitely and uh speaking about getting through it (laughs) it's very cockany emmy um guy has played and it's an interesting take i think i'll say so myself i think kk's played very very good as of late and just hasn't gotten results and talk about a guy you wish could have gotten a goal today it really would have helped I think his confidence would help the team, and I'm guess I'm just gonna pose the question to you: Are you ready to see him get scratched for game one? Because I think it's coming. Okay. <laughs> I really do. I wouldn't put it past Ducharme. Uh, Eric Stahl sat today, which in my brain means was he, the right move. But, but no, I, I what think you're that, saying. I think that means Ducharme's going. This guy's a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, we need that. We need that. Uh, Perry didn't sit. Yeah, we need that
1: veteran we need, we yeah i guess you're right cuz uh, a lot of key players kind of sat today basically uh you know pd and allen and we'll get to allen in a second but uh back to it um i like your take i like your take i think kk has been playing really good but i'm going to say uh i didn't really i didn't think it was too uh too bad today but monday's game looked like kk was just not not in sync and it's sad because there were moments in that game where it felt like the Canadians kind of re-found themselves, especially against an Oilers team that we've dominated this year. But, uh, there was a lot of missed passes. Uh, it, it just, he just looked kind of out of it. Like he was just not in this game. His head was elsewhere and that worries me. And because of that, I can actually see him being sit first, uh, first game which is bullshit, by the way, uh, why would you sit, even if it's just one game, the guy who was, you know, alongside Nick Suzuki just dominating on the forward aspect last, you know, in the bubble, that dude came back from what his spleen injury and was just lights out in front of the net uh, hitting just, just being a presence. And uh, I didn't see it uh, on Monday's game. This one was a little bit better for him, but uh, sadly, Ooh, uh, I think we're gonna see uh. I think we're gonna see KK sit to a a, a veteran, you know, which is kind of kind of shit.
0: Because regardless I
1: mean, if he hit if he's had a bad game, I think that that dude is still poised. I think to, that to make a difference.
0: Ducharme is just not showing him the confidence he needs. I think that KK needs to get. Reliable line mates that he stays with. If he doesn't perform well with them for the first three games, keep them on his line. See what he does. He's had 18 different duos or something like that this year. Right. For his wings. That's ridiculous. How do you expect. And that's in a shortened season, right? That's not 82 games. That's 56, 54, 56, right? Yeah. So that's. Yeah that's ridiculous how can anyone be expected to have any sort of consistency through that and what I also think is troublesome is like I'm not sure Caulfield's gonna even like I think after tonight like what we've seen he should be with Nick Suzuki but are we gonna see that right it's interesting to see what to kind of ponder over what Ducharme's gonna do um, obviously, we're not even sure if Carey Price is going to be back for game one. I'm sure we'll hear more in the weeks to come. And he is expected to be. But they're expecting the whole lineup back. And when you really look at it, there's going to be some key guys who have really stepped up lately. They're going to have to be left out of the lineup. Now, it's looking like Dominic Ducharme is going to pick Eric Stahl with you know, just keeping him out of the lineup, which means that you're going to – not have a KK or an Evans. One of those guys is gone. And you're bringing back Deno as well. So, you know, you're already pushing down like it's just you know what i mean? Like <laughs> we talk about Jake Evans how well he is, I don't think he can be taken off this team, I really don't. But I guarantee our top line is going to be Deno Tatar and Gallagher. Our second line is going to be Suzuki, someone, like maybe Toffoli. Let's say, okay, for the sake of simplicity, let's say our second line is going to be Suzuki, Caulfield, and Armia. They've played extremely well together. Okay. That leaves, a, that leaves KK, Stahl, Anderson, Toffoli, Jake Evans, Arturi Lekkinen, Paul Byron, Um, who else am I missing here? Should I say it leaves a lot of guys to fill out that bottom six. And I think there's with Eric Stahl being confirmed that I just think Eric Stahl is the big kind of Corey Perry. Sorry. That leaves him as well. I think we're going to see some moves that we're not going to agree with because I think we just have to come. To the point of acceptance that we're, we hate Ducharme's lines. The whole fan base hates them, and I'm I'm waiting for the uproar when those lines get announced. Because when Eric Stahl is in there ahead of a guy like Jake Evans or KK, I'm gonna be upset. But do not color me surprised. I think what's tough and
1: uh, is now knowing that we're you know we're we're definitely going up against the Leafs. Uh, fucking I figured, I just blanked on the date. But uh, it's obviously been the first time in fucking a hot minute or just leave it at that. Um, but how stupid do we look when we don't even have a functioning line system? Cause we just have, we, we haven't trusted anyone on any line with the, the same pair for more than five games, just a rough estimate. And you're going up against an elite, Leafs team that probably hasn't had to make too many changes, you know, out of the ordinary, not, you know, anything other than just an injury would be movement. Um, We're just hundred percent juggling lines right now. And you're, you're absolutely right. And Twitter's going to be a madhouse for Montreal because these lines are going to be fucking nutty bullshit. And, and it, it, it's there's going to be so many people that actually deserve to be in the line, present, making a difference, can make a difference. They're going to have to be forced to sit uh, for like an Eric Stahl, who I still can't get over right now. Uh, yeah, I, it's
0: a little annoying.
1: <laughs> it just, it, it it just, not even just like, I guess as a fan base, you just like, you hear so much shit from like the, the Leafs fans right now because they, they got nothing else to do than fucking bitch.
0: Here's, here's, uh, I'll actually interject on that. Go ahead. Someone who lives in the heart of Southern Ontario. My uh, father made a very good point today while we were watching the game. Douglas, let's hear it. Douglas. <laughs> My, <laughs> Corey's still trying to figure out the, um, the name of the man who birthed me, Susan and Doug. Susan and Doug. Don't tell me.
1: Uh,
0: um. Anyway, uh, Father Dixon himself uh, pointed out that Leafs fans have been awfully quiet. At least the ones we know. You know what? We've been shit talking, and they haven't. They haven't been wanting to say anything. And you know what? It's because they're fucking spooked. They're scared. And the greatest part is. Like they they're genuinely terrified they're going to choke and lose in the first round again. So they don't want to How do jin- how do you, how do you not be? Jinx them.
1: How do you not be? But because they if- shouldn't
0: they shouldn't be though. Like they <laughs> they are the overwhelming favorite. And the best part of it all is we've got nothing to lose. That's what we've got to think about mm-hmm. going into this as Habs fans. If they, if the Leafs beat us, we're going to take some heat on Twitter. We're going to take some heat in person from Leafs fans. We just say you guys were fucking supposed to win. You're bragging. Wow, you guys must be shit if you're bragging about beating us. We suck. No one hates the Habs more than Habs fans. Right? We'll just, we'll brush it off. But if we fucking beat them, if Montreal beats the Leafs, it's over. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be a fucking field day. It's going to be hilarious. We have nothing to lose. The boys are playing with house money. I know we're actually, they're playing with Bergevin's job, but I consider that house money. <laughs> Fuck, version man. You I'm uh,
1: <laughs> you ever you ever watched the league? I know it was a little bit before your time, but you ever you ever sat back and watched the uh, the
0: league? The league? What the fuck yeah. is
1: that? It, oh my god, you're missing out. So it was a TV program, uh, circa 2000, like right after Katrina, uh, maybe till like 2012 ish, somewhere around there. So like 2000, we'll say like 2007 to 2012 ish, right? Okay. I think that's I think that's when it's like uh, its entirety was. It, it might have even gone longer, but anyway, it was just a show about, uh, you know, these this group of friends that just had a fantasy league for football, and uh, Nick Kroll, which if you watch like Big Mouth and shit like that, Nick Kroll, yeah. his character was Ruxon on the show, and Ruxin Ruxin, his biggest problem was that he had a fantastic team, but he would let his insecurities and over he would overthink everything and his lines would be so fucked up when he'd put him in for the game you know it, it would just be off instead of going with his gut it's almost like what the leafs are about to go through because it's like there's no way that we're supposed to win i even think craig button said that we're not going to win a the single biggest
0: the biggest closet habs fan in the yeah, world craig button he
1: he was the canadians was his favorite in the beginning of the season straight up said the other day that they they don't have a shot at winning one game against the Leafs. Okay. That sounds great as a Leafs fan, but I'm sure deep down you're petrified.
0: Here's the thing though. You were scared shitless. You know, we talk about Craig Button and we've mentioned him quite a few times on this hot podcast because he's such, I don't even know if you can call him a closet Habs fan. Like he's, <laughs> he's so clearly a Habs fan Um, just in the way he, drools over our prospects and all he blows the Habs pretty hard okay during the course of a hockey season you almost wonder i i don't know if craig button is that is you know this is what i choose to believe craig button has said this to motivate the boys i wouldn't put it past him he's such a closet Habs fan right and he's just put this into the world so the Habs fucking go out there and just prove everyone i mean you got it Craig Button knows what he's doing. You're 100% right. If if I'm
1: Dominic Duchamp or I'm a fucking equipment fucking manager for posted, this team, that, that shit is hooker. posted on the fucking yeah. walls as you're going through the tunnel. 100%. I don't give a fuck. That is like USA barrel type, you know, like commitment to try to get the job done. But uh, back to it, though. You're 100% right. They're 100% supposed to beat us. If we lose... I mean fuck this was a team that jumbled their lines head up on and off season really tiptoed barely made it into the playoffs um so so we really don't have anything to lose the leafs on the other hand oh my god they're going to fucking win their first their first cup since the fucking since they put color in newspaper you know like this is supposed to be big for them so we have nothing nothing it, it's like going into bubble last year you remember how excited we were we we're like fuck we're about to lose to the fucking penguins <laughs> but fuck dude like this is great for for max domi and kk who's coming back and nick suzuki you know all these young guys and <laughs> and if, we fucking um, won i don't think we're gonna win but
0: here's the problem though let's hear it as a very proud canadian okay
1: hmm
0: it will be an absolute travesty to my to my nation if Carey Price wins this series and then immediately gets put in as our Olympic goalie <laughs> <laughs> because of it. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Um, regardless of the outcome uh, of this series, I don't think there's going to be a game where we truly give up. It might look tiring and and exhausting to watch but uh i think this is this is more than just a series this is uh the first time they played since uh, the 70s you know this was uh i had talked to just back and forth with uh kenny not your kenny the kenny from thpn's uh what not another leaf pod uh about growing up i only heard about you know the boston rivalry i never really heard much about toronto and um you know, I don't want to say a lot of those people are gone. But, you know, this wasn't highly covered in the backwaters of Louisiana, you know. So this is this is a moment to see a bit of, you know, history, as you could say, of uh, something I've never really got to experience. But uh, I'm excited. We have nothing to lose.
0: This is so great for cold coffee. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like fucking we haven't even talked about it enough. Cole Caulfield has fucking come as advertised. And before we glaze over it, I want to give a big shout out to Jesse Alonen who played his first NHL game today. Uh looked pretty good. Had some first had some PP time on his uh first NHL game. It can't I can't be that. Obviously, Montreal iced a half AHL lineup tonight.
1: Yeah, but this but guy's I do, gonna be I do a- love I'm sorry. I do love that they they kept the Laval guys together on that PP though.
0: I thought it was a good idea, and I think that keep that Yulonan's, chemistry. Yulon has a uh, a genuine opportunity to be an NHL regular NHL next year. One hundred percent. I gotta stop saying one hundred percent.
1: My wife fucking makes fun of me from the other room when we record. I just hear she's like fucking hundred percent so uh so i got i got to come up with a way to not fucking say that give me like a sticky note on the wall but uh i gotta come up with a new one
0: they the habs have their craig button quote you have your wife's mockery written on the wall yeah
1: and i and i and i i take that fuel and i and i pop out a fucking decently edited episode
0: (laughs) yeah and well do we have like anything else we want to discuss i know we kind of said this would be shorter. We do want to save some stuff to talk about for Sunday. Um oh, did you have time. anything how about, else uh, to
1: add? How about uh excuse me, one second. How about Jake Allen winning the uh Ah oh, yes uh, yes why yes. am I
0: blanking? Um the I Jay can't Molson Focus. Yeah the the, the Molson the,
1: the, the French sorry the French name Molson award.
0: The teams what is it the team's MVP? Yes. Yes, so he won the team's MVP as voted by uh, the media. I think it's very well-deserved. I, I would argue Jeff Petrie personally, but this team does not make the playoffs if we don't have Jake Allen. Jake Allen played more games in the NHL than any other goalies at the, since the start of March. He basically shouldered the entire burden of the Habs' playoff hopes, played more games than Carey Price, more than was expected to of him and at the end of it all he told you know what he told John Liu today this team is better when Carey Price plays I, I'm glad we have him back what a, what a fucking guy what a <laughs> fucking team player basically <laughs> handing him the rain like goalies don't do that you don't no. give, you don't give up your net Jack Campbell's not we don't see Jack Campbell looking over and going Freddie fucking come back right although I, I wish I wish the Leafs would do that but yeah, so i I know we're gonna lose him to Seattle, but god damn, do I hope we can find a way to hold on to Jake Allen?
1: So it's uh Jacques uh Bouchamp Molson trophy. Uh the first one was awarded to Doug Jarvis. What's up? Uh 81, 82 season. But here was the pointing here was the the point system, right? Going into this. So it was Jake Allen uh, with forty-nine points overall, Joel Edmondson with forty-three, and Corey Perry
0: with twenty-five. Corey Perry, really, and Joel Edmondson—that's surprising to me. Yeah. Are you saying? Uh, just, wait, did I not even hear Petrie in there? No, this is just the top three. Might have had more players, but so, uh, wait, But the media didn't. Oh my goodness.
1: This is this is on the Canadiens' uh, <sighs> website. This is just pulling pulling straight oh, from it. Oh,
0: Montreal media, what the fuck are you doing? Our best player this season was Jeff Petrie. Well, a
1: lot of people on on Twitter was, uh, a lot of the Toffoli stands were like, why isn't it Toffoli? Uh, I think Tofoli should be up there too. I would totally agree with that. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's four, maybe you, maybe Petey's five. I think, uh, you know when it comes to, when it comes to shit like this it's, it's such a tough thing and I think Jake Allen is super deserving of it just because of the role that was you know kind of forced upon him and even when Carey Price was here he made sure that it was never an off night you know like he he came out with a winning attitude and made sure that he got the job done whether we won or not it was always a close game with Jake Allen in net uh for the most part of the season and kudos to him I think I think he's well deserving of it um, but I understand where you're coming from to see these uh, these three names right here. But uh, so it was actually 49, and then Joel Edmonton with 43. Next closest was Corey Perry to 25. So big gap, big-ass gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so the trophy is awarded annually to the member of the Canadians who played a dominant role during the regular season.
0: And without like said, earning I,
1: any particular honor. So I maybe think, that's why.
0: Yeah, I do think Jake Allen certainly deserves that. But uh,
1: the previous one was uh, your best friend, Philip Deneau. We didn't have one for the 2020 season, so. <laughs> I got, got him on blank. He's
0: Yeah, you got, got me blanked. I, I <laughs> Sorry, I just can't get over that fucking no Jeff Petrie in the top three. PD is definitely deserving of it, and uh, I'm super proud to know that PD
1: is, like, our – and I don't mean to, to push Weber to the side at all, but, like, it just feels good knowing that if Weber decides to hang it up, uh, we have just as big of a leader in Jeff Petrie.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I would have to agree with that. And I think Petrie's going to really fucking step it up in the playoffs this year. And he's gonna have to if we have any shot of winning. But uh, with that, I think we should end it before we t- talk too much about the playoffs. And yeah, and then we lose material terrible Sunday, ruin <laughs> ourselves for Sunday. So, oh, uh, fuck. Sorry for the shorter episode. Um, we're gonna have a bigger season wrap-up Sunday. I really kind
1: of don't think it's, it's that short. Truthfully, I really don't think it's gonna come down to being too short. So, yeah, I think like I think uh, I think there's a lot of energy in this episode. So people ain't gonna. Oh my god. Uh, Berkey is on, he's on Twitter showing young people how to tie a tie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
1: Oh man, I love it. I love it. Cause you know what? I don't know how to fucking tie a tie. Cause, uh, I'd never really gone to anything that was formal.
0: Oh man. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to call it here. Thank <laughs> you guys for stopping by listening to us ramble on. We'll have a more formal episode Sunday, like we always do. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And Where the fuck can to- they find us? I was getting there, bud. You don't need to interrupt. I'm a bit
1: energized. Like, I- I'm on fumes, but it's like- on
0: that crackhead, no Ooh. sleep energy.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so we're excited to wrap up the regular season. Like I said, <laughs> let's for- fucking forget about it like we did last year. Let's move on to the playoffs. And as always, you can find me at Habs Nightly and Corey at The Bayou Benders on Twitter and Instagram. You can also listen and download our episodes at HockeyPodNet or Spotify. But you would know that if you're listening. So it's on all, it's all, all on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, and that'll be it for today. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres of the Hockey Podcast Network. Things are not going very well in Sabreland uh, this season or really for the past 10 years or so. However, we here at Straight Up Sabres are so excited to keep bringing you guys the latest Sabres news with everything ranging from interviews with some of your favorite Twitter follows all the way up to former players and everything in between. We have got you covered with your weekly coverage of the Buffalo Sabres.
1: That's right. We got a lot coming up uh, through the rest of the season and into the offseason. Who's going to coach the team next year? Uh, is Kevin Adams going to have a new boss? Will he be a president of hockey operations? Will there be an assistant GM? Are they going to fill out their scouting staff?
0: How many times will I cry next week? Maybe zero. I'm dead inside. Will Jack Jack will be here? Sam Reinhardt going to get extended? You know, all this and more on Straight Up Sabres. Exciting stuff. So make sure you're checking us out wherever you're listening to podcasts and following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Straight Up Sabres, and on Twitter, at Straight Sabres.